Heritage Park Baptist Church, we make apprentices to Jesus Christ. For more information about our church, please visit heritagepark.org. Uh, if you have a Bible, John chapter 15, John chapter 15 is where we're going to be. Um, we're going to make seven affirmations from this teaching on the vine. Uh, we will do so fairly quickly. And so I want you to be able to keep up with me. Okay. John chapter 15. If you're a user of the Bible app, you can open the app and find our live event. If you want a Bible to hold in your lap, you can grab one off the side of the tech booth back there. Uh, Friday was uh, Christmas Eve, obviously. However, in the city in which I live, thankfully, the trash still ran. Anybody grateful for those guys who work on Christmas? Received. Glory, glory. Thank you for that. In part, I was really grateful because my wife on the 23rd uh, decided that she was going to trim our bushes precisely because it feels like spring outside. Who's with me? I mean, I poked fun at Jeff Williams already, rolled up in shorts and a t-shirt today. So that's exactly like, this is what it feels like. And so she's like, good, it's time to do our spring clean. I'm like, babe, it's December. What? So we had um, buckets full of uh, trash cans full of um, uh, uh, clippings and uh, branches and all this kind of stuff. Uh, but it's important to do so because otherwise, you know, the new stuff doesn't come. This is exactly what Jesus is taking up in John chapter 15. Uh, I'm going to make seven affirmations. We're going to hit these quick. If you, uh, in fact, I think it would be good if we just, well, when we get to the affirmation, maybe we'll just read them all together. Here we go. Uh, verse one, I am the true vine and my father is the vine dresser. I am the true vine and my father's, we're going to start there. Affirmation number one goes like this. We know who's doing the pruning on this stuff. Yeah. In fact, uh, can we get that up there? Let's just say it together. We know who's doing the pruning. Ready? Say it with me. Ready? We know who's doing the pruning. Okay. If we're going to affirm these things together, I will get, you're going to be with me. What, what I mean by that is this. Um, the, the same God who was at work in 2017. Can you hearken back to 2017? 2012, 2000, 1984, the same same God who was at work then is the same God who is at work today. The, The same God who was is the same God who is and is the same God who is to come. We know, we know who is doing the pruning. I'm the true vine, and my father is the vine dresser. Um, there, there is an a, um, idea that somehow, some way, um, that somehow, you know, maybe you think this way, that God's out to get us. No, he's not. No, he's not. He, he's dressing the vines. That's what he's doing. He's, he's pruning. Uh, some may think, well, it's not God who's out to get us. It's the enemy. And now I'm at the mercy of the merciless one. No, you're not. It's your father who's dressing the vine. It's your father who's clearing the space. It's your father who's pulling some things off. That's true. But we can trust him. The one who was faithful to us back then is faithful to us today. And tomorrow, guess what? Going to be faithful. He's going to be faithful. He's, he's our faithful father, and we can trust him. We know, we know who is doing the pruning. I told you we were going to go fast. Verse 2. Every branch of mine, every branch of mine that does not bear fruit, he takes away. And every branch that does bear fruit, he prunes that it, bear, that it may bear more fruit. Here's affirmation number two. 
Uh, we are not alone in this experience. Say it with me. We are not alone in this experience. So did you notice? Did you notice? Every branch that doesn't bear fruit gets pruned, yeah? Every branch that does bear fruit, what happens? It gets pruned. The ones that bear fruit, get pruned. The ones that don't bear fruit, get pruned. Guess what? Everybody gets pruned. Everybody. Jesus is the vine, and the vine dresser comes along, and he's checking out every single branch. We are not alone in this experience. One of the great, one of the great lies that we believe, especially over the past couple of years where we have felt isolated, is that we are alone in this, but we're not. We are not. Everyone gets pruned. Those who are bearing fruit, those who are not bearing fruit. And that cuts two ways for us. If you are, if you tend towards uh, the, the pride that sounds something like this, I'm going through this and nobody knows what I'm feeling. I just want you to know everybody gets pruned. If you tend towards the other side where you're like, dude, I'm the only one and I'm just like buried underneath this. I want you to know everybody gets pruned. So on the one hand, I want to say this very carefully, but very clearly, you're not all that special. Everybody gets pricked. On the other hand, I want to say just as clearly and just as carefully, can you feel the compassion of, there's probably somebody sitting on your row who has experienced it too. Everybody, everybody gets pricked. Whether that breaks your pride or offers you compassion, everybody gets pricked. Verse 3. Already you are clean because of the word that I have spoken to you. The word clean there is the word for pruned, clipped. It, it, they got it. Like, went, went after it there. Um, so here's affirmation number three. We know the method by which he prunes. Say it with me. We know the method by which he prunes. What, what is that method? It's his word. Did you see that? Already God has come to your branch and he has clipped off the parts that need to get clipped off. And how has he, how has he done so? He has done so through his word. That's what he says. We'll come back to that here in just a second, the importance of the word in this. But it is always, it is always by the word that God goes to work primarily on us. When we put our trust in Jesus and we are forgiven of our sin and the resurrection power of God by the Holy Spirit comes to work in our lives, we can see his word, we can understand his word, we can live according to his word, we can obey his word, we can do all the things. And it is by that word that you and I are pruned. You and I are made who we are supposed to be. You don't have to turn there, but over in Second Peter uh, chapter 1, listen to how uh, Peter describes this particularly. His divine power has given us Everything that we need that pertains to life and godliness through the knowledge of him um, who called us into his, into his own glory and excellence. And then don't miss this, verse 4, uh, 2 Peter 1, verse 4. By which he has granted to us his excellent, his very precious and very great promises so that through them you may become protectors of the divine nature. How do we experience the transformation that God wants to bring into our lives? It's by his word. We know the method by which he prunes. And that is by his word. So church family, just a little heads up here. Um, come Collide Weekend, it's very exciting. Uh, God's gonna do some stuff in teenagers and it's gonna light a fire. I believe it's gonna do some really great things within our church as well as within our community. And then the very next Monday, Martin Luther King Day, which the kids will have off and some will be recovering from Collide Weekend. The very next Monday, we're gonna start this. Can you see this right here? Can you see this? We're going to go through the New Testament in 90 days together. 
Well, good. I got a couple of woohoos on that. That's fantastic. Um, and the reason why I'm letting you know this now, this will take us all the way up to Easter. So we're going to read the entire New Testament all the way up to Easter. You think to yourself, gosh, that seems like a lot. Good. Good. I mean, it's three or four chapters a day. I mean, that's the truth. We'll, we'll read it. Here's the reading plan. Can you see that? I didn't think so. But then we'll see. <laughs> We'll have these to pass out, all that kind of stuff. You don't have to worry about it. You can get together in your Sunday school classes. And we're giving you Sunday off. Isn't that nice? Meaning, for that day that you missed, you know what you can do? You can read on Sunday and catch up. It'd be great. Why? Why, is, why this? Why? Because we know the method by which he prunes. We, we know how important that if we are going to experience the transformation that God wants to bring into our lives, we know that the method is listening, taking in, receiving, reading, being a part of um, the, the engagement with his word and then going to live it out. So New Testament in 90 days, start gearing up right now, okay? I mean, if you want to read ahead, you can come steal this from me shortly, okay? That'd be great. But I just want you to know uh, that that's coming, a little advertisement for later. We know the method by which he prunes. Number four, verse four. Abide in me, and I in you. As the branch cannot bear fruit by itself unless it abides in the vine, neither can you unless you abide in me. Affirmation number four, you ready? Uh, we know the purpose of his pruning. So say it with me. We know the purpose of his pruning. That's a good affirmation to make. The reason why he prunes, the reason why he says to abide in me, the reason is to, for what? Bear fruit. That we would bear fruit. What kind of fruit? What does fruit look like? Well, certainly the fruit of character. You can check it out later. Galatians chapter 5. Uh, Paul says the, uh, the fruit of the uh, flesh, if we live according to the world and the things that are in the world, the fruit of the flesh is evident. And he goes through a list of things that you and I don't want to be a part of. And then he says, but the fruit of the spirit is love and joy, peace, patience, kindness, Maybe we put a big capital K for that in our day and in our age. Kindness, goodness, faithfulness, gentleness, self-control. And he says, against these things, nobody's making a law, man. Nobody. So, so the, the fruit of the Spirit, those, those qualities, are then they become ours. And we get to live those out. And goodness knows, does the world need less love, joy, peace, patience, kindness, goodness? I mean, this, no, no, it needs much more. So um, when God goes to work on our lives and we uh, are pruned, we are cleaned, we are trimmed up so that uh, um, other things can grow, new things can grow. The new Part of what the new things that grow are these, these aspects, these qualities, this fruit of the Spirit. But also in Colossians chapter 1, uh, he specifically talks about um, bearing fruit in every good work. So there's the fruit of character and the fruit of ministry. And so um, we have things that we get to do that bear fruit for God. That We, we have things that we get to um, uh, participate in that bear fruit for God. And so I just say to you, think about 2022. We're rounding the corner. Uh, counting down the last few days for that right there. Think about what does your work, your service, your offering, if you will, to God look like? What can you give to him in terms of service? How can you engage the kingdom in terms of service in order to make a difference, in order to bear fruit in every good work? Some of you have stepped into the Afghan Newcomers Initiative. Incredible. There's some, I don't know if you can see out the window right there, those little doors right there. Uh, there's some food ready to go to families, packed up and ready to go. Uh, if you walk in the kitchen, it smells like onions and rice. 
Amen. Uh, For some of you, 2022 will mean you will step into um, some other form of service, whether it's uh, kind of formal here um, within our church family, uh, working with students, working with kids um, in some other capacity, behind the scenes kind of stuff, or uh, it's, it's less formal and you're engaging in some other way. You're just, you step in, man, the fruit of ministry, bearing fruit in every good work. God prunes us so that we bear fruit. That's the purpose. That's the purpose. That's the reason he says to abide. And speaking of that, Affirmation number five, we're going to read five, six, seven, and verse 10 together. Are you ready? Verse five, I am the vine, you are the branches. Whoever abides in me and I in him, it is he that bears much fruit. For apart from me, you can do nothing. If anyone does not abide in me, he's thrown away like a branch and withers. Branches are gathered, thrown into the fire, burned. But if you abide in me and my words abide in you, ask whatever you wish and it'll be done for you. Skip down to verse 10. If you keep my commandments, you will abide in my love, just as I have kept my Father's commandments and abide in his love. Here's affirmation number five. We know our responsibility in the process. Say it with me. We know our responsibility in the process. And what is that? To abide. To remain. To stay close. To stay connected. Plugged in. However you want to say it. To stay connected to him. Our responsibility is to abide. How how does he specifically uh, say that? Well, look down at verse 7. If you abide in me and my words abide in you. So here we go again. Part of that is we we abide through his word. Church family, back in, I don't know, August, whenever it was, we talked about some emphases. We were going to focus on sharing our faith. Uh, We're going to focus on reconnecting with one another and with uh, those that are in our sphere. And we're going to focus on the word. This is how we're focusing on the word as a church family come uh, in a couple weeks here. But man, even before that, even before that, we abide in him by abiding in his word. That's part of the picture. But it's not enough just to read the book and then go, boy, that was good. Check that box for the day. But also, look down at verse 10. If you keep my commandments, you will abide in my love just as I've kept my Father's commandments and abide in his love. So we abide through his word, but we also abide through obedience. And this is exactly what he said the chapter earlier, John chapter 14, verse 15. If you love me, you'll keep my commandments. So we abide through his word in taking it, and we abide through obedience living it out. And this is how we stay close to him, stay connected to him. Are there things that tend to draw us away? Absolutely. Uh, just taking a quick survey over the past couple of years. Uh, fear. Anybody? But God has not given us a spirit of fear, 2 Timothy 1 verse 7, but of power and love and of clear-headedness, good thinking, sound mind. Fear. Um, uh, division or disunity. Paul addresses this in 1 Corinthians 1. He's like, hey, man, look. He he writes to the Corinthians. It's like a long Facebook post. He's like, long post, warning, be ready. He says, uh, hey, look, some of you say I follow Paul, and some of you say I follow Apollos, and some of you say I follow Peter. The truth is is that we're all following Jesus. What are you worried about? You're fussing about that kind of stuff. That's all earthly stuff. Our allegiance is to a king. That's who we follow. In my mind, when he finishes 1 Corinthians chapter 1 there, 
it just verbally, I think he reaches out and goes, you know, like that. Just like, what are you thinking? And he pins in Ephesians chapter 4, work hard, be diligent, he says, to, to preserve the unity of the spirit in the bond of peace. Our, our togetherness is its own witness to the world. It, it is its own um, defense of the gospel and the reality of the gospel uh, to the world. Um, for some of us, we've experienced condemnation. For some of us, um, we have put our hopes in false messiahs who have, you know, ultimately proven less than worthy of our trust. Are there things that draw us away? Yes. What keeps us connected? His word and our obedience to that word. Number six. We, we know. We know the outcome of his pruning. Uh, this is uh, number six here. We know the outcome of the pruning. Say it with me. We know the outcome of the printing. Here we go. Verse 8. By this, my Father is glorified that you bear much fruit. And so prove to be my disciples. Look at these three. Number one, by this, my Father is glorified. God gets the honor and glory that he deserves. People see him for who he is. Uh, People um, honor him uh, for who he is. By this, my Father is glorified um, that you bear much fruit. So there is fruit. There's the transformation of our own lives and the transformation of the world that we live in, the fruit of character and the fruit of ministry. And so prove to be my disciples. And so there's also assurance in that. The, the number one question, uh, I had a, one of my kids asked me the other day, he's like, Dad, what's the number one question you get as a pastor? I had to think about it for a little bit. I, I answered, and then I, I've thought about it more since. I'm like, no, that wasn't it. This is, this is the number one. How do I really know that I'm following Jesus, that I am a Christian, that this isn't all, how do I really know? And the answer is, um, like, you go do the things that Jesus said to do and you'll know. Because it's a living, breathing relationship. Like, it's an active relationship today. How do do you know? Well, you get about doing the things Jesus said to do and you'll you'll know. That's the best assurance. So, we know the outcome of the printing. And lastly, um, we, we know um, I want to be really pastoral here. We, we know the disposition, his disposition, while he is pruning us. Say it with me. We know his disposition while he is pruning. So here's here's the thing. Verse nine. As the Father has loved me, so I have loved you. Abide in my love. No, no, don't don't miss that. As the Father loves Jesus, that is how Jesus loves you. As the Father loves Jesus, Jesus loves you in that exact same way. Eternally, passionately, faithfully. Do you get that? That that is how you are loved. That is his disposition toward you as the pruning unfolds, as the, as the hurt of getting clipped a little bit, as that unfolds, as things are working in your life for good, that is true, and, and for the glory of God, also true. As those things, listen, that does not mean for a moment that the, that the spigot that's um, flowing, that, that is pushing out the love of God towards you gets turned at all. As the Father has loved Jesus, so... Jesus loves you. Don't miss that. What is his disposition toward you? It is an eternal, faithful, passionate kind of love. For what purpose? Look at verse 11. These things I have spoken to you, that my joy may be in you, and that your joy may be full. For for what reason? That we would live 
We would be infused, if you will, with joy. What joy? His joy. I've told you these things so that Jesus, the joy of Jesus would be in you. That's what he says. His love is set on you. And his joy, he wants to, he wants to infuse it into you. This is what he's after. He's after your joy. Some people think, well, nope, not me. The, the weakest, I'm like the twiggest of the twiggest of branches. No, no leaf, no nothing. The, the weakest of the branches is still eternally loved as the Father has loved Jesus. So Jesus loves I, I'm, I'm, I'm sucking life, man, just barely hanging in there. Yeah. He's saying these things so that you, no matter your circumstance, will live in and experience joy. I ran across a song this week. I can't think of a better way to close the sermon than this song, Christmas song, about Christ being born for you, even the weakest, even the smallest. This is called, O Come, All You Unfaithful.
weak branches, twigs. Christ is born for you. And he goes to work on us, pruning, so that we would bear fruit. Uh, Folks, we've had two years of pruning. I mean, I was thinking about it as a church family, my own life, your lives. But God doesn't waste a single clip. Not one. Not a single one. So, I'm going to pray for us. You want to sing another song? Okay, come on. Uh, We'll sing one more song together. Pray, and then we'll uh, be dismissed in just a moment. Uh, Lord Jesus, thank you that today we can say with Paul, when the fullness of time came, God sent forth his son, born of a woman, born under the law, that he might redeem those under the law. That's us. Thank you for that. And you, you did so so that we could receive adoption as sons or to pick up the metaphor from John 15 so that we could be connected to the vine. And now for all the things that have been clipped off, all the ways that we've been pruned, all the ways that have been, uh, you have been at work in our lives that have hurt and that we've lost some things, we've grieved some things, now God, would you bear fruit through us for the sake of your great name? There's leaves and stuff on the ground. There's things that you've snipped off of our lives, laying scattered. You don't waste a single one of those. Bear fruit for your glory for the good of those around us. That's what we ask now in Jesus' name. Everybody said, amen, amen.